This interview is with Lauren Hutnick, Joey's wife. I enjoyed this talk a lot. We talked about her career, motherhood, embracing change, among other things. And I realized that I knew next to nothing about her career. And I think that's because I've never really taken the time to sit down with her one-on-one. And this conversation definitely convinced me that I need to do that more often. So enjoy. Okay, so first, thank you for sitting down with me. Sure. These have all been really wonderful in their own unique ways. Yeah, I bet. Um, so the first question I ask everybody, I don't really have a set questions, okay. but I do the first question the same. Who is Lauren Hutnick? Wow. You can answer however you want. <sighs> Who am I? Well, I'm a, uh, a new mother, mm-hmm. a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter. Um, but who am I? Um... You know, I'm someone who really just uh, wants everyone to get along. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, I really am. Uh, always been like the moderator and uh, mediator is actually the word I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I think. Use. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I. Well, either I think either one. Either kind or. Of, yeah, yeah. Depending on the situation, maybe. Um. Yeah, I just you know I just feel like the world is so crazy and. Uh, you know, love love is all you need. That's not yeah. true. I mean, I know yeah, that. But, but sometimes um, it's enough to just be able to be like, well, this is going on and this is going on. Maybe this is the midpoint that we need to be at. Understanding. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. where it boils down. Like a person down. who can connect in. Because like the kind of the role of a mediator sometimes is to be like, hey, there's some there's a connection here that's not being made. Maybe I can help. Yeah. And you And you were able to think about it from enough different angles and... Yeah, that's you know, that's my specialty. Yeah, you, I've, you've always been somebody that I've been able to talk to very easily. I can, yeah. you know, I know a lot of our conversations for a long time was like, man, this girl I'm dating, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and then you're, you've always been a good person to talk stuff out with, which is Thank really you. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that something that you, you know, kind of felt like you've always been been good at? That's always been my way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I mean, as far back as I can remember, mm-hmm. it has, um, you know, I maybe, you know, I'm thinking more like uh, late elementary school, middle mm-hmm. school kind of age. Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know uh, where exactly that came from. I think it, maybe it's just in my nature, mm-hmm. um, you know, that there's so many different points of view and perspectives in this world. And if you just sort of settle yourself into one, that's, I, that's just so limiting to me. Yeah, it's not very functional. No. At the, at the very least, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's sort of always been my way. I've always been, you know, well, how, look at it from this point of view. And how about, um, I mean, sometimes it, it, it gets me in trouble a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, for, with Joe, um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes he thinks like I don't have his back. Mm. Um, if he's telling me a story about something that's transpired at work or, you know, with a friend and, um, 
because I think I'm always trying to play devil's advocate. I'm always trying to give him, you know, the other person's sure, point of sure. view. Yeah. Um, it's so important to do that, though. It is. I, but I think it's also something that I've had to work on as well, mm-hmm. like uh, letting him know or letting, you know, the person that I'm talking to know that I have their back. Yeah. You know, but let's look at it from this point of view. Exactly. Too, or... And people need that because, you know, like, just like you said, you can get ra- too wrapped up sometimes in your own point of view. Yeah. And sometimes all it takes is like someone going, hey, man. Maybe that dude, maybe they were just having a bad day and you got the brunt of it, you know? And, exactly. You know, because people tend to take things very personally, especially when your personal point of view is the only one you're willing to see. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So do you think maybe that was something that came out of necessity for some of the way things were when you were a kid or something? Or did um, you find yourself doing that within your own family at home? Or Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that I, you know, my, for example, my sister, um, Erica, who's uh, right... Um, second in line to me mm-hmm. and uh she's a two years two and some odd years younger than me um she's always had a pretty volatile relationship with my mom okay so i found myself very often trying to sort of mediate <laughs> you sit that. down you sit down yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um just to, you know i mean for the sake of making things you know more pleasant at yeah, home right. but also because you know I, I i felt bad and mm. you know these people who are very similar um you know, they just they just butted heads yeah. so much, and not that they're like the same person, but I mean, they they have similar personalities and qualities, and so yeah, I mean, dating back, and then I think after my parents were divorced, um, you know that that whole thing. I mean, you know, yeah, you're always playing the middle, yeah, mi- mi- a middleman between them communicating, probably, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that kind of a rough a rough go them splitting up, or? Well, it was sort of. I think it was a long time coming, and then I think it. See, so my parents separated when I was 10, mm-hmm. and then they they were separated for a while, sort of tried to get back together and work things out, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't happen. So then they actually, I think they actually divorced when I was like 12 okay. or 13, so it was sort of a process. Yeah, it's about the same as what happened with my parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was, it was definitely rough. It wasn't... Um, you know, it wasn't like amicable at first mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, my mom had met someone in oh, in the meantime. Okay. Um, and has two kid uh, has two kids mm-hmm. from him. Um, so I think that was that was difficult too. Um, so it took a long time for my parents to sort of be where they are now, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, you know, it's very unconventional, but it's it's great because we can. We do things together all the time. Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing because, you know, some people, first of all, some people get into relationships with someone that they don't even like in the first place, which is kind of baffles me a little bit, but it happens all the time, so there must be something to it. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine even coming to that decision of having to, like, split up with somebody that you once really cared for, there's a lot of different things to move through and come out on the other end of with a new you know, perspective on the whole thing. Right, right. Especially if you have kids with that person exactly, too. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. Which, Even adult kids, it's still, you still have to... Oh my God. I think it's really harder when your kids are adults. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is because you're because when you're younger, your kids kind of don't like it. But then you're older, it's like, come on guys, cut it out. We need to function here. And, yeah. You know, somebody in the middle that can, you know. And then if your kids have kids, you're going to have right. both be ending up at birthday parties. And so you got to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I'm glad that my parents, you know, are able to get along the way that they do. Yeah, um, it makes things easier. It definitely does. <laughs> and I'm sure seeing that whole process has, you know, been, been a good example for you to be around to know that. Because a lot of people get split up and they don't, 
they don't figure it out. Oh, yeah. And that's probably a good percentage of those situations. Oh, my God. Tons. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of my friends, their parents aren't still together. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of them are. I mean, it's it's nice to get that, that the variety. You know what I mean? Sure. But, um, sure. but yeah, I mean... And I think when you're younger, too, I mean, kids are, they're pretty resilient, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's something sort of, if it happens when you're, you know, I was 12 years old or whatever, and, you know, now I'm 35, and it was like, yeah, well, it happened when I was a kid. So right, I had right. a long time to sort of, yeah, you know, yeah. process it and mm-hmm. sort of move on, and, and so have my parents, and so have everyone around us. But I think if I was an adult and it happened, it would be something brand new. And yeah. Especially if I had a kid, it, it, then it's like, okay, well, how is this going to affect the camera now, too? So right, right. There's so many more things to think about when you're knows. an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I realized coming into this, actually, to, to shift gears real quick, mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly what you do for work. Okay. So can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Oh, well, I very recently switched sort of my okay. line of work slightly. Some people want to ask them who is so-and-so, what they do for work yeah. is part of it. And you didn't really mention that. Which yeah. I, think is interesting. I feel like I didn't really answer that question really well, but maybe at There's the no end I'll be able to. There's no better bad way to, you know, yeah. it's okay. Um, I mean, if I wanted the answer in the five seconds after I ask it, then the interview would be an hour long. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> There's nothing um, this is supposed to be. Okay. Um, so funny because I'm usually on the opposite end here. Of, oh, really? of, oh, yeah. Well, for okay. my old job yeah, I was. Yeah. So so going into that, so I, I graduated um, with a bachelor's degree in psychology. So mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to do something in that field. I wanted mm-hmm. to focus so on So we're already kids. connecting dots here. So okay. here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh so right out of right out of school, I worked um, in a few different places. I worked at a group home uh, with teenage girls who had um, psychological and behavioral problems. That must have been um, wild. Wild for a year, I did that, which you know it doesn't seem like a long time when you say it like that. But no, but when I you're imagine it, the burnout rate is pretty quick. Oh with my stuff god! Like that. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, it, and this was a big group home. I mean, some group homes have you know three to, you know, five clients. I mean, this had, it housed maybe 27 girls. Um, So that was crazy, uh, but I got a lot of experience from that. That was great. Crash course. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. pretty much. I mean, right out of school, I don't know what I was thinking, but, and it was like second shift, so, you know, the hours sucked, and I had no life. But, you know, it it was what it was. You got to pay your dues, especially in, I think, this field. Sure. Um, And then after that, I did, uh, I worked for a company where I sort of did a multitude of things. I I transported clients, um, you know, from place to place. I supervised visits for DCF, mm-hmm. so I would go grab a kid or kids from a group uh, a group home or a foster home, and then bring them to go visit their biological parent in the community or at right. DCF. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for a while, and then I also did mentoring. So, like an at risk, you know, teenager or yeah. adolescent, I would. Um, you know, take them for a few hours a week and we would work on life skills. And I mean, sometimes we would just sort of hang out. Yeah. Um, which was good for them in, in its own way, too. Um, and then I worked for, uh, for three years, I worked for um, a company where I was a mental health counselor. I was part of a clinical team where we, um, we went into the homes of children aged uh, 5 to 17. Mm-hmm. And it was an intensive crisis management program so we saw these clients we'd have a caseload of eight we saw these clients two to three times a week 
we'd go to their houses, we'd go to schools and see them, we would meet them out in the community, it's sort of whatever. The program is like whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, we are here to serve you, basically. How does a, how does a, and your client is who, the family or the kid or? The client, uh, the, our primary client is the kid. Okay. Or the adolescent. Um, but we would work, it, it was like a very all-encompassing yeah. sort of program where we would work because a lot, you know, nine times out of ten, uh, the child was struggling because of something. Uh, related to the family or some, right. some kind of trauma in their past. And mm-hmm. so we'd have to sort of, uh, it was a short-term six-month program. So whatever we could sort of get done in that yeah, time, that must be tough. we would. And then we would always discharge them to another level of care, like okay. outpatient therapy right. or something like okay. that to continue working on it. Interesting. Um, great job. Loved it. Uh, must be very rewarding. Super rewarding. Um and I had a great partner mm-hmm. who had her master's degree. I mean, I like learned a ton from her clinical, um, clinically wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. But again, I mean, burnout job. I mean, you, yeah. you're there to serve the client. And, um, you know, I, a lot of times you're working more than 40 hours. And, and, and dealing with heavy shit. Heavy, like the whole time. heavy shit. Yeah. And, and some of it was surface stuff. Some of it was mm-hmm. like, you know, six-year-olds with ADHD. Right, right. Um, and some of it was, you know, uh, 16-year-old uh, clients with like delusional disorders. Yeah, wow. And, um, wow. you know, major depressive um, disorders. And so it varied. Mm. So that was that's what was so great about it. Um, but you know, we were on call Monday through Friday till eight o'clock at night and you know, anytime a family, you know, called us and our, our phone, our work phones were on, I mean, we had to, to tell Now is them. this what you were doing around when you met Joe and started dating Joe? No, what, I, I, I started was... this shortly after I met Joe. I was still doing the job where I was doing like the different things like okay. mentoring, yeah, uh, one-to-one. And I, th- I think I do remember sometimes we were hanging out, you mentioning that you were on call like way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was always working cause you could get home in the summer when the kids didn't have school and you could go to the houses mm-hmm. earlier in the day. You could be done at three o'clock, but you you didn't feel like you were done till eight o'clock at night when you can turn your work cell phone off. Yeah. Oh. So you were sort of always on call. And your oh, so you're carrying it around with you. Yeah. Like, well, I can't have too much to drink because I yeah. have to go run out or even have a conversation on the yeah. phone. Or, yeah. That's yeah. That's rough. So um so I did that for three and a half years and um when I had Cameron, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this isn't going to work anymore, which I knew it wasn't. And I tried to prepare before, mm-hmm. before I left on maternity leave. Um, I, I was trying to stay within the company and, and it just didn't work out. Um, there was the timing wasn't right and there yeah. was nothing really available. So now I'm actually, um, a paraprofessional. So basically a teacher's aide, um, in a, a preschool classroom, a, a special ed preschool classroom oh, interesting. out in Berlin. Interesting. So it's definitely, you know, it's, it's uh, shifted a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but I bit. imagine a lot of what you learned, you can... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to... I, you know, not as much as I'd like. I mean, yeah. I, I love the therapy aspect. Mm-hmm. I love the clinical aspect and really getting deep and, you know, working on things. And this is more like, you know, our kids are three to five. So it's kind of... I mean, we're still molding them and shaping yeah, them yeah, just yeah. in a, sort of a different way. Um, but, I mean, definitely take stuff that I learned yeah. with, you know, with the other job and... Um, and I think eventually I will go back to mental health. Yeah. Um, but this is perfect for me right for now. For right now, and yeah. Monday, yeah. I, I'm on a school schedule. I yeah. just had a bunch of snow days, you know, in the past yeah, few that's weeks. Cool. And that's cool. Done at 3.30 every day. It's Interesting. nice. Yeah, man. 
I met, yeah, that's crazy to think about how taxing that, that other kind of work must be though. Now, yeah. that, now that you really have your own kind of heavy stuff to deal with, the, your work has taken a little more of a light. Right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. do you find that some of the, any of the stuff you learned is useful as a mom? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, it's always harder yeah. still. I, I was just telling, I actually just met up with a couple of girls last night um, that I used to work with. We went mm-hmm. out for a drink and I was saying to them, I mean, you know, I worked with kids for, you know, almost 15 years now and I feel like it's so much easier to, you know, to help other people, right. um, other kids. And then when it's your own, I mean, often I find myself just kind of like, uh, what am I doing? Or I mean, I should have done that. I question myself a lot. You know, it's, I was just saying to this kid yesterday, um, this, this kid that's, uh, I think he's 18 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, hasn't had, hasn't had like the easiest life. I don't want to get into the, you know, mm-hmm. the details, blow up a spot or anything, but you know, he's a teenager dealing with teenager stuff and his family situation is kind of unique. And, uh, I said to him, I said, it's crazy to think that nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Right. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I hate to tell you this man, but everyone's winging it. Yeah. Like everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're scaring the shit out of me right now. I yeah. was like, well, well, the sooner you realize it, the better, because if you can find freedom in that, yeah. you know, that's really, that's really where it is. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what, that's where confidence kind of starts to come from. Exactly. Is realizing that even the people that seem the most confident are only ever 99% sure exactly. the most out of any decision they make. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that you're so much more responsible for your kid, you know, yeah. Then all these other kids means that. I know well, your professional opinion. I don't leave at the end of the day. I have yeah, like right, a session yeah, with right. them, you know, yeah. and, fig- and you know, yeah, it's like I, you got to deal. The with case the will never get seven. handed off to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, <laughs> I'm happy, you know, I'm happy to do it. But yeah. it's um, it is, it's tough. And I mean, I think, it, I mean, it's super humbling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. you know, I'm sure. But it's funny because you know, my sisters, two of my sisters have kids, and my friends have kids, and um, you know, it's it was so easy for me to say, you know, oh, it's just the age, or you know, they're like, oh, my two year old, my three year old is completely evil today, and you know, just making me crazy. And I'm like, oh, you're fine. You're doing an awesome job. Genuinely meaning it. You're, yeah, right, right. you're doing an awesome job and it's just the age. And, um, and you tend to sort of forget that mm-hmm. when you're in it yourself. Yeah. I mean, Cameron is, he's nearly two. It's a tough age. <laughs> it's and, a lot easier to give advice than it is to. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I've learned that. It's, it is, it's a lot easier when yeah. you're working with somebody else's kid. Um, but then at the, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think I really just have to take a step back and say, okay, well, you know, this is my first time doing this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I'm figuring out as I go. I yeah. think I'm doing all right, but. But you, but you really, really want to do a good job. I and that's, really want to do so yeah, good. And that's what, well, for, for what it's worth, I think you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think you're doing very well. He thank seems, you. seems to be a well-adjusted kid so far. He's happy. Yeah, and he's almost happy. Most of the yeah. time he's happy. And mm-hmm. I think the little things that, we, you know. Are things that everyone has to work on, and and of not course. just when you're two, like your yeah. whole life, like his, you know, patience and, mm-hmm. um, you know, not getting what you want is the yeah. second that you see it, or, um, yeah, think sharing, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, things that yeah. you know, even as adults, we still have to sort of work on. Sure, sometimes. sure, but fortunately, I saw a billboard once that I really liked, and I was hoping that it spoke to a lot of people. You don't have to be a perfect person to be a perfect parent. 
Aww, you know I what I mean? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too because it's like you're gonna make mistakes, right? But at the end of the day, it's like if you still give a shit, then you're doing okay. Exactly. You know, exactly. and um, that kind of mentality actually came up a couple times when I interviewed um, uh, Joe's parents. Mm-hmm. They both separately because you know they didn't they didn't know what each other talked about, but they both oh, cool. it both came up their marriage and the fact the idea of like you know arguing and how they. Mm-hmm. This because they give a shit, trying to hash stuff out and deal. Right. You know what I mean? Not going to bed, hating each other and stuff right. like that. You know? Yeah. Um, it's an important perspective to have. You know, on life, that's like if you're if you're if you're stressed out, it's because you care about something deeply. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's important to know that about yourself. You know, to function properly. Otherwise, you don't know what the hell's going on. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And and I think I think I'm actually pretty good at even if I'm stressing about something mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, I mean, I don't I'm I'm lucky enough not to deal with anxiety um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of the time, but if I do have those anxious, you know, moments and I'm able to sort of talk myself down pretty well and yeah, that's good. and just sort of have like a you know everything's gonna be okay and then okay. kind is of is anybody gonna die? Mentality. No. Exactly. Yeah, whatever's going on right now, is we all gonna be in our nice warm house at the end of the day. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, we all I just still take have a look each other. And mm-hmm. Snap gratitude. Self out of it. It's gratitude. Jessica's Absolutely. really trying to because I um, just in the last couple of years I've become prone to anxiety. Mm. Um, probably because I lived with my mom until I was twenty four, mm-hmm. twenty five, or whatever. Yep. So it was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot. I, I had a I had a career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I didn't have to ever really be good with money because, right. you know, I didn't have rent to pay, really, and stuff like that. And now that I'm, like, out in the world, the weight of it all, I feel it. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Sure. And, uh... It's overwhelming at times. It, it is a little bit, because it's just, like we just said, you know, it's hard to be... a You can't be 100% confident in every decision you make. Right. And you're, you know your decisions are going to have consequences, and, like... Yeah. But that's just the way it is. Know. <laughs> you know, but but I Jessica know. tries to remind me that just take a moment, think about the things that you're grateful for mm-hmm. and it'll bring you back to center and not, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think knowing too that we don't have to we don't have to have a handle on everything all the time. No. I think you know, as as human beings we want to be so in control of things all the time and, mm. and control is a great feeling, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I mean, you know, if you can have con- control over, you know, things that are important to you, I mean, mm-hmm. then that's that's awesome. It makes you a better person. But yeah. I think relinquishing some of that control is okay too. Right. And that's hard. You yeah, know? because you can't you can't have control over everything. You right. Know? So it's important to be familiar and understand what things you need to have control over and what things you can just let ride. Exactly. And just go with the flow. Exactly. Because you, yeah. It's you drive yourself nuts trying to control everything and yeah. other people because right. if you have that mentality, you're going to try to control other people too. Yeah, no, and it's that's not going to work out for you. No, it's not going to work out for anyone. No, no, because it makes people spiteful. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Again, things that I taught teenagers for yeah. years, and and not that I and I think that kind of stuff, like the parenting stuff, is new to me, and mm-hmm. that's where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? But like general sort of. Um, you know, understanding and um, and like everything we're talking about right now with control and, and you know, focus on the things that, you know, um, that you can control and maybe in the moment and, you know, work on the other stuff. I mean, that's stuff that I that I taught all the time. Yeah. Um, it also helped me a great deal. And I know that it helped Joe. 
um, you know, because a lot of the stuff that I that I learned, you, it's hard not to take it home with you yeah, at the end right, of the day, you right. know, and, and I think it's made me a better person. I think it's made us a better couple, and I think it's, I mean, he's told me that it's, that it's helped him a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, too, for sure. Yeah. And just, you know, because, you know, me, I've been having long, deep talks with mm-hmm. Joe, for, you know, for years and years and years, long yeah. before you were around. Right. I, it's, uh, he can be a very opinionated person mm-hmm. about things, but I can, I see... One thing, because, you know, he and I have these long talks all the time now. Yeah. And I, I, I find him, you know, being able to take other perspectives on things, you know, much, much easier. Yeah. You know, than maybe in the past. And, like, yeah, I can, I can see, I can, you know, it's, I can see the ways in which yeah you guys have kind of found that. Thanks. That makes, that yeah. makes me happy. I mean, because I, you know. I think something else that I've that we've tried to work on together too is like him not being so um, what's the word anxious I I don't I mean there is definitely anxiety there but like Mm -hmm. sort of like um, like waiting like the impending doom sort of feeling that yeah that he struggles with which a lot of people struggle with but just sort of not always waiting for that to happen I mean it might not ever happen so yeah you know I, and I think sometimes people find comfort in, or they, they're comfortable um, being in that place right. where they're sort of always, it, something always has to be wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, this is something I think about a lot too. And when, you know, for all of, all of history, there's always been a camp of people that are convinced the apocalypse is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And then at the other end, a group of people that are convinced that utopia is right around the corner. Right. And neither one of those things is ever going to happen. Right. But we always, this, there's always this pendulum of seeming like things are going one way or the other. And I think that we all have that within ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Both of those feelings that in this pendulum that's swinging yeah. back and forth between like, man, we're really, Next month is going to be the month where we get caught up and like you know what right, I mean. Right. Like that's a, there's a, yeah. Or sometimes you have the feeling of like, man, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do if this X, Y, and Z keeps yeah. on going and we don't get control over it, or you know what I mean. Right. We, we have that within ourselves, yeah. and it's I think um, a good functional couple is the one that's able to say, hey, you're going a little bit toward that other the other way. Why don't you come over here with me? Yeah. And then vice versa, you're able to kind of you know yeah. hang on that pendulum together and sway its momentum and. Yeah. You know, I found that Jessica isn't really good with that for me because I'm a very, like, I I consider myself like an overthinker about Mm. a lot of things. And she's a very spontaneous person Mm. going with her feelings. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure it doesn't take much imagination to realize how how both of those things can make it hard to be functional if you're too far leaned into it. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Because if you think too much... It's it's even hard. You don't even get anywhere near ninety nine percent certainty on any decision. Right. You don't get anywhere near ninety nine percent. Yeah. You end up at like fifty fifty all the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Versus being so spontaneous that you don't worry about the consequences at all. You're just like, oh, let's go to the beach today. And you're like, gosh, shit, I totally forgot I had stuff I needed to be around for. Right. You know. Yeah. And I found that I've I've kind of teased into her a little bit that idea of like, well, just stop and think for a second. What what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, only, only enough to where it's useful that it doesn't hold her back from her 
how free of a spirit she Being is. Who she is, yeah. Right, exactly. Because I want her to be who she is. Sure. I fell in love with who That's she is. So I, why would I want to change that? Right. But there are moments where I'm like, why don't you just stop and think for a second? Instead of going with your feelings, because mm-hmm. it's not useful right now, mm-hmm. just pause and just analyze for a second. And vice versa, there'll be times when I'm thinking about, well, what are we going to eat? Well, what do you want to eat tonight? I'm like, well, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, what do you want right, right now? What are you feeling? And I'm like, feeling like I don't want to do anything. And yeah. she's like, then let's not do anything. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, and that's great, and and I think in listening to you just say that too, I think um, what I heard also in that was that you guys are sort of helping each other, not just for the sake of your own self. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, you don't want to um, help her, you know, think things through a little bit more because it makes your life easier. Right. I mean, sure, it does a little bit. As a couple, I'm sure it sure, helps yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. To, like you said, be functional, but it's helping her mm-hmm. in the long run too. Right. And that's... That's to me the sign of a great couple when you sort of want to make each other better um, for the sake of your relationship. But right. it's not just because oh, if he's not anxious all the time or if he's not overthinking things, my life's going to be so much easier. Yeah, I mean because you know it's when you're in a relationship. It's well, what I not think, just you. what I think, um, unconditional love is. This is what I've kind of at this point. I've always had these different ideas of like what love. I'm sure we've had conversations about this mm-hmm. in the past. Right now. Based on my experience and what I see, I to me the the potential what what I what unconditional love is is that I love you unconditional I I I I appreciate who you are right now, mm-hmm. and I can also see the potential in who you could be, mm. and I want that for you. Yeah. But if you don't get there, that's fine, and I'm here if you want any help. That to me, that that's what it is. Yeah. It's that I love. You're amazing who you are right now, yeah. and I'll always be here, whether in a romantic relationship or not. Because right. I have unconditional love for my friends. That like I have friends who have potential in things that I that I want to beat it over their head. You know, just say like, listen, yeah. do X, Y, and Z, and like look at what's right in front of you. You need to just go and take it. But I have to be okay with the fact that they might not, and that's okay because we still have a great time hanging out, and sure. you know. Uh, to me, that's that's what unconditional love is. Is that it's not like, hey man, our late, I, I don't see us being able to be friends if you don't right. shape up. Like I, I was saying to Jackie yesterday, you know, I have I have I have some friends that are chronically late, mm-hmm. and I'm not the best with time management myself. But some, I have a couple, I, I have a couple friends that it's it's expected that if you say be here at eight, yeah, at eight fifteen, they're going to say I'm on my way, and they're going to get there at eight forty five. Right, but. Yeah. That's okay. Right. I would love for them to not fucking sure. be late every single right. goddamn time we do something. Yeah. But I can't ex- I can't expect expectations. It's yeah. all about those expectations, you know. Right. If if you if you say hey if my if any of those friends say to me, "Hey man, you have any advice for me?" Sure man. Sure. sure. I'm here for you if you want it, but if not, it's all good. Right. You know. Exactly. And I've tried to keep that kind of philosophy going, you know, with uh and it's tough being in a in a relationship with somebody, a romantic relationship, when you can see their potential. And because yeah. I've been, you know, I've been there many times mm-hmm. where it's like, I can see this amazing person inside of you, and you hate yourself. Yeah. What do we do about that? Right. Oh, you don't want to do anything about that. Well, that's hard for me to sit here and take. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it can be it can be a tricky thing to see potential in people you care about if they don't see it themselves. Yeah. Oh you know? god. 
Which I imagine is something you've come across many times in your work. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, when you were saying that, I mean, I was was thinking more, you know, family members, friends, Mm -hmm, exes, you know, but... It's um, harder when you're closer to people, but I imagine it's like you probably were in a lot of situations where like, you know, hey, maybe your kid will stop acting out if you stop calling him a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. But you can't seem to stop doing it, so I don't, you know, where does that put us? Exactly. You know? Yeah, I think that's, you're right. I mean, and I like your definition of the unconditional because I think, I think that's true. I mean, especially when it's somebody that you care about so deeply that you want them to be better. You want them to, um, you know, improve things that maybe they're, they're lacking in and, you know, and they just, they're not getting there. That's Well, it's, 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 it's tied with the understanding that people have to do stuff on their own time, on their own terms, you know? I mean, you could walk around spewing inspirational quotes and living by example and all stuff constantly. Yeah. But you don't know what kind of things are going to inspire people. You don't know what kind right. of thing, moments people are going to take away from your interaction with them. And I think the key is to just yeah. be be the change you want to see in the world. Right. You know, to quote, uh, was it Gandhi or whatever? Um, yeah, I, I, well, I think if you, I mean, the thing is, if you're going to give advice and you're going to, you know, be inspired, I mean, you have to, you have to know that not everyone is going to, is going to take anything away from it. Right. Some people might take absolutely nothing. Some people, you know, might say, you know what? Huh. You're right. You know, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to start they living might. this way. They might. But they probably but won't. But they odds probably they won't. won't. Yeah. Odds yeah. are that they won't. I yeah. Mean, Jackie and I were talking about this, that, um, parenting's kind of the same way. Yeah. You know? She's like, at any given moment, that I, pro- that I probably could find something to blow up about. Mm-hmm. But I can't because I don't know if it's playing the odds. Mm. You know, make most of your time positive, especially around other people, because you don't know if that one time that you blow up is going to be the thing they're going to take away. It's going to become a defining characteristic of how somebody thinks of you, whether this is a child to mother or just yeah. somebody that's in your life, you know? Yeah. Wow, and that's that's it's a lot of self awareness. It's hard, know, yeah. to be able to uh, to, to realize For sure. that. Um, wow, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's it's, but it's not easy, you know. Because no. even in even even in people who you're gonna have a relationship with for thirty seconds. Or for three minutes while they're, you know, checking you out at the grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm. You never know what people are going to take away from moments. You don't right. know if literally saying, hey, how you doing to somebody is the thing that made them not kill themselves later that day right. or something. You know, not to be so extreme and dramatic about my example, but you don't know. Right. You don't know how you affect the people around you. So the safest bet is to just be cool all the time. Yeah. To just be positive and, and supportive and, you know... I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think a part of me doesn't, I mean, it's hard to really think about it. I mean, I, you know, I could come up with reasons why or, but like, I just don't, I can't understand maybe just for me spending so much time and energy, like being negative, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's some people, you know, we all know them who are just miserable or, you know, they're always just, ne- you know, negative or, and it's like, why? I mean, wh- why are you spending so much time on that? I think what people don't realize is that if you spend your time focusing on negative things, then you will have a negative life. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it it's one of those things. The more as soon as you start to break it down, it seems completely obvious. Mm-hmm. But it's like if all you watch is shows about drama, and all you got, all you do is gossip and talk about problems and complain and this and that. That's what your life is. Your life is 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 composed of all the moments in it. Right. So it's like if you use those moments to be negative, then your life is negative. Right. And it's the law of attraction too. You know what I mean? You start to seek out, and then you stay with what's comfortable. So if that's mm-hmm. all you know, that's all you're going to continue to to continue to do. Yeah, because you know? it's scary to venture away from something that you that you're comfortable in. You know, even if it's really bad. Right. Even if it's the root. You know. Yeah. You're, your routine of doing drugs or going right. to your parents' house where they tell you you don't they tell you you're a piece of shit all the time yeah. but they're your parents so that you know what I mean yeah. like it's all you know it's it's I, yeah so I'm, I'm I try so hard to not be judgmental these days because I know you don't know you really don't do you I, really, do you really know anyone you right know? right and and I and no I think the I, you know my answer would be no I don't you think know so. I mean you think you can try and you can know someone well right but. You you really yeah you really don't you really don't know what's going on inside of their head, mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean I don't think I've ever been a, ju- a well you know I mean listen I'm not gonna sit here and say oh I've never been judgmental well the, I mean you, to be a functional um, entity in the universe you have to parse and categorize sure. to be able to react and figure exactly. out anything but the key is don't be rigid on that. Right. When, when you walk, when you're walking up to someone you never met before, your brain has to say, "Okay, this person looks, they're dressed this way, and mm-hmm. you know, this is the way they have their makeup done, and this mm-hmm. is the car they got out of." So your brain kind of goes like, "Okay, maybe they might be like look like a successful person." Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Like you, you have to know kind of how to approach situations, but be ready to have your mind changed. Right. Be accepting of the fact exactly. That those judgments might have been wrong and you might find that out immediately so don't get too caught up in what you first assumed yeah even though you'd have to assume something to sure. even know what to come out with and right. you know what i mean that absolutely and that i think that's what pisses me off about people when i if i'm you know using the word judgmental or um you know i i, I feel like okay fine you have your opinion you have your you know your um you know, your, your first sort of judgment on who this person might be or, you know, or, or any topic, right, you know what right. I mean? Um, but if you're, and if you're not with the people that I get upset with are the people who aren't w- willing to think about it from any other way, right? just because it doesn't mean you have to agree right. with this other perspective, right. but you're not even going to entertain it. Right. I mean, that, that's what pisses me off. Well, I think people get too caught up in the categories that they put themselves in. And I think that is what keeps them rigid in their views of other people yeah. because they say, well, I'm a bitch from Waterbury, so I don't take that shit. When right. in reality, it's like, well, this is the woman who's deciding whether or not you have custody of your son. So maybe you should tone it back a little bit. Right, You know right. what I mean? Like just to make a crazy right, right. example. But it's like people get too caught up in their ideas of themselves and mm-hmm. it gets them stuck sometimes yeah. in a situation where they could have made a better decision. Right. But... It's a, you know, and there's a lot of that going on right now with what's identity politics is the whole thing where it's yeah. like, well, I'm a Republican and mm-hmm. so I have to support this person even though they might have raped somebody. Right. But I already categorized myself that way and all my friends are categor- categorized themselves that way. And what, like, am I going to be cast out from my social group if right. I change my view on something or like, yeah, I've identified myself this way for so long. And if I'm, my, de- my identity is not these labels, <sighs> 
then who am I? Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And I yeah. think people Anxiety, don't even, a lot of people don't even get that far right. to make that realization that like, oh shit, I am not these categories. I have right. to kind of like, I can be fluid with who I am. Right. And that's the thing is like, for the most part, we are fluid in who we are because every interaction you have, you modify yourself a little bit sure. because of those other person's different. You can't be so rich. It's, it's just not, it's just not Progression functional. is necessary. You know, yeah, like it is, you yeah. adapting, adapting, yeah. it's necessary. You have it to is. do it. It's, it's survival, but it's, it's also, you it's know, the, just, it's the essence of being a human. It is, is adapting and changing. And yeah. Because things are going to change no matter what. Things are definitely going to change. I mean, it, that's just life. It's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people can't handle that. And um, I, it's scary. And I get it. It's yeah. scary. I mean, especially everything that's been going on in the world, you know, the, the past you know few years. And, mm-hmm. I mean, things are changing and they're changing rapidly. And I think people are bogging out. You know, people are scared. It, it's too much too soon. And... So I get that. I, I get that. But also, I think, you know, change is necessary and it's inevitable. It is, And yeah. you have to embrace uh, it. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, well, I mean, you don't have to. But if you don't, yeah. then I think that's when, you, get you know. Left behind. Yeah. Yeah, you get left behind. You should. You should embrace it. I mean. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I wonder about, like, I'm, I'm old enough now that I can see what kids are like mm. like I have my pers- I'm far away enough in my perspective that I can look back at yeah. youth and be like wow I feel like kids now are different than I was and every generation mm-hmm. feels that way mm-hmm. but now I'm at the point now where I can really be like I'm for sure not a kid anymore right. and I can see what kids are and I don't remember me or my friends being like that right. so now there's, there's you know what I mean yeah. but I think that you know if you think about like your parents generation Oh, not a whole lot of change happened in the world. Right. I mean, a lot of ch- all right. I, I don't want to say that well, a lot of change happened, but it wasn't as much change as they've changed from like, you know, when we were young to mm-hmm. like. I know we're not the exact same age, but we're close enough that mm-hmm. a lot of the changes that you went through are a lot of similar changes that I went through. Right. You know? Right. Like you were a little a little older than I was when cell phones came around and mm-hmm. stuff, but I still remember the infancy sure. of that whole thing. Versus like Cameron. You know, he was born when we were on the iPhone 7 or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... He's born into, like, a generation where kids, yeah, two years old, can operate, you know, an iPad. Right. By themselves. But the point I'm getting at is that, you know, each generation, you know, like, your grandparents, the world changed less throughout mm. their lifespan than your parents. Right. And in your lifetime, things have changed drastically more. Right. So I think that this, the rate of change is accelerating. Yeah. And I think that the generations are going to be more and more used to it. So I'm hopeful, at least, you know, the world's... Yeah. If Depending on if you're on the utopia or the apocalypse is around the corner side of the coin. Right. I think that at least um, kids that are coming up now are going to be more comfortable with change mm-hmm. because in youth culture... Yeah. Fashion changes faster than it ever has. Music changes faster mm-hmm. than it ever has. And I know the internet is, is, you know, the key here. Right. But it's like, this is the world that they're coming up in is a world where change is already happening faster than it ever right. has. Especially with, like, technology mm-hmm. and therefore culture. It's like, all of this stuff is all tied together, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm hopeful, you know. I'm I'm extremely hopeful. And I think that's what I love about working with kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yep. Like, you guys are going to be it. Like, you know, that I'm going to say in my lifetime anyway. You know, I mean, and yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. It makes me think about my dad because my dad was 
So, you know, he was born, um, you know, mid-50s, late-50s, and uh, in his teenage years, super hippie, mm-hmm. um, you know, and very liberal, and and now, you know, being 64 is super conservative, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's just so different. Even, I think, I, I mean, I kind of saw the progression, you know... You know, liberal. And then he was Democrat, mm-hmm. and and then he started getting a little bit more conservative over the years. And I'm, I know that happens with age too. But I think like well, yeah, you but said, even those labels are on a wheel of like what yeah, they mean. You know what right. I mean? They all rotate around each other. And exactly. Like a Republican exactly. used to be somebody who allowed like shit. If you want to fuck a dude, whatever. I have no right. business. But now it's like now Republicans and cons- well, for a while Republicans and conservatives were the same. Yeah. But now it's like. Right. Libertarians and conservatives, or the, I don't even know anymore. Oh I don't God. know. But you know, it's crazy because it's like you think back and it's like, okay, you had, if you go like pre nineteen hundred, mm. right, things were kind of the same for like a long time. But then it's like you get into the nineteen hundreds, and then you start thinking in decades, mm. where it's like, okay, you had the twenties, where like you know where there was a lot of cultural change that happened really fast yeah. and like the 19 probably 1900 to 1920 there was like rapid cultural change mm-hmm. and then through you know throughout the dec- throughout the the decades of the 1900s you have these these eras that mm-hmm. are very clearly defined by the decades you know what yeah. I mean the 80s is very specific music and yeah. clothing oh, yeah. and stuff like that in the 90s you can see the progression mm-hmm. but then it's like it seems like more recently it's like only like every two or three years you have these big shifts you know, yeah. and like musical style. Because, like, honestly, if you take music from the year 2001 and even the year like 2005, mm-hmm. you can, there's like, it seems like there's a lot more change that happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and fashion now is like, in, in, you know, t- in 2000, was 2018 now, in 2010, we're no like the, you know how like the like the, the grunge scene is kind of yeah. coming back right. and like I don't know it's just weird it seems to me and I, I don't know maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about but it seems to me like everything's just there's just this turnover rate of culture so oh, much absolutely. now which which is cool I think it's probably healthier that way for our minds because like I said we'll we can now you know the youth coming up are used to this rapid change therefore change isn't going to mess with them exactly. as much exactly but there are a lot of consequences to that you know we were talking about yesterday. Nobody, you're not going to go to any company and stay there for 30 years and retire. Right. Does not have, it's not possible anymore. Yeah. Nobody's, first of all, no company's interested in doing that anymore because they're, what, they're going to increase, what, what is that? So they're going to just increase everyone's pay indefinitely forever? Right. No. Right. How about you work, you know, you work really hard mm-hmm. and then somebody else is coming up and like, hey, it's time to let you go and bring in somebody who's cheaper. Right, somebody who just graduated and, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. Which is probably healthier for everyone anyway because you're getting fresh minds and sets of eyes on, you know, all the stuff that's going on within mm-hmm. a company, you know. But mm-hmm. even from the other side of the coin, no, you know, people coming up, you know, people my age, I mean, even me, mm-hmm. I have no interest in staying in any one place for five years, let alone okay. 10, 20, 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? I... I want to do all kinds of different things. I'm curious about so many things, and yeah. I feel like I'm at the point now where I want what I spend my time doing to, you know, put food on the table. Right. I'm not. I'm not interested in locking myself down in one place forever. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I, and I imagine people younger than me feel even more strongly about that. Like, yeah. 
you get it, you know, because it wasn't unheard of for back, you know, back in the day. You get a job at a grocery store and then you move up and eventually oh, yeah. you run the grocery store. A lot store of people, like, my, yeah, my whatever. age have been at the same job since mm-hmm. you know we graduated. Yeah, but you can't bank on it. Or... You can't. If that's no. what you want, that's fine. There sure. probably are, there are people out here who do want that. Yeah, but you can't bank on it anymore. Right. There's no there's no real long term job security in any one place. Right. And I think it's important even even now so to be more of a well-rounded person as far as like the skills you have or just mm. things you're into right. you know just so it's always good to have other options well that's the thing too yeah i mean listen if you want to you know if you're able to and you want to stay at a job for 30 years and and that's a possibility and you're happy then go for it I'll, mm-hmm. you know more power to you but if you want to you know, explore all these different things. And so, I mean, it's, it's your life, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. so do what you want. I yeah. mean, I, I think either way is great. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's why I feel like, well, but the thing though too, is that you hear all kinds of stories where it's like, Oh, well, so-and-so's husband got laid off and all he did was run those couple machines at that place for, he doesn't know how to do anything for 30, else. He doesn't know how to do anything else. Yeah. And now he's 50 and yeah. now, he, and now he has depression because right. he think, cause he has no, nothing to base his self-worth on anymore and now our marriage is struggling you know what i mean so there's all these consequences to the way things used to be and having that mentality coming into this rapidly changing world now you know what i mean it's like people that don't have hobbies that's you know that's that's bad you're kind of screwed you're kind of screwed or if you don't have just at least some kind of small side project Right. That if you got laid off, at least you have something to do, something that brings you pleasure. That it's right. not, you know, can't say, man, I had a good day at work today because all the things I had control over went well. Right. And now you don't even have that. And right. now, you know, and that, and now what is it? It's on your spouse to provide your sense of self-worth. Right. No. Bad idea. Bad idea. Know. Yeah, it's a lot. That's <laughs> way too much yeah, pressure. You know, I think that we're, and I don't know, it could just be a sign of the fact that I'm, you know, for the last, you know, handful of years can actually see the world versus my own bubble you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I can see kind of what goes on and it's like you have a lot of old world mentality in positions of power and the consequences are very obvious right now so that's why like I'm hopeful that like people in Cameron's generation when they get up into these positions there's no way they there's no way they could possibly end up with the mentality that these other people have who grew up in a different world basically you know you have people that grew up during you know I mean you have like for example I don't know our president Mm -hmm. was born around what a little after the great depression yeah you know or what well when was the depression 30 was it the 30s 30s? okay so he's 70 he was is he that old he's 70 yeah maybe 71 or something I'm not sure Oh yeah, he's an old man. He's real old. So well, whatever. Think he was yeah. born during World War II era, okay. more or less, or a little after it. I don't know the math off the top of my head, but it's a different world. Sure, you know what I mean. A totally yeah. different world that he did his developing when his prefrontal cortex was done developing. Mm-hmm. That would have been in the sixties. Different, totally different world. There's right. no, you know what I mean. People couldn't communicate in the same ways they do now, nor did they really want to. Right. You know, still a lot of heavy racism going on. Right. You know, whether or not we've gotten anywhere with that is a different conversation. But, yeah. you know, and you can tell. You can tell that he grew up in that world. Yeah. And everyone his age, you can tell. They'll make little comments about stuff and you're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't talk that way. Right. You know? Yeah, I know. And, and I think, you know, a lot of times, 
you know, working with the, the, the people that I've worked with too, it's, you know, when you do have somebody who's from a totally different lifetime, it seems, you know, uh, you have to, I think, realize, although it's easier to realize in your own personal life, listen, I can't change this person's mind. I mean, they are who they are. They're this age already. I mean, they're not going to all of a sudden wake up tomorrow and be accepting of everything that, that seems so foreign to them and strange to them. Um, but I think that sort of is different when, you know, it comes to people who are, you know, leading our our country and um you yeah. know sort of the big wigs so to speak i would of, think the know. desire to understand would be there but it just isn't it isn't i think it will be and i think it well, that's... i think it was a little bit with obama and i think that's why people you know and and listen i am not i don't like politics mm-hmm. i don't get that into it it's just hard um, to talk about it's hard to talk about i'm not i i will be completely honest and i i don't um, I'm not that educated when it comes to politics, because, and I choose that way, yeah. which might be a little bit naive on my part. But you know what? I'm I'm okay. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Um, sure. So you know, I I can't um, debate too much with, when it comes to politics, and I'm not saying that I that I you know I love or hate um, you know Trump or even Obama, but I think that there's definitely positives um, that I saw with the last administration that um, that I think were important, and I think. Um, I, I, I wish there was sort of more of with this new administration. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, we could sort of take, you know, pick and choose things from each and, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, each president. Exactly. <laughs> and like, okay, well, like, let's make this, you know, this perfect sure, you know, leader, sure. um, which, you know, isn't reasonable, but, um, yeah, <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe someday, <laughs> maybe, well, and that's the thing, maybe someday, yeah. I mean, it, because yeah, it changed again, going back to change and yeah, it's, in progression, I mean, it is inevitable, and um, it scares people. It scares the hell out of people. Mm-hmm. So now it's sort. I think there was some. There was a lot of progression, and I think now. Um, I don't, I don't want to say we we're taking a couple steps back, but I think that now there's just let more me, resistance. Let me, well, let me stop you because see, seeing as here here here's my whole thing with talking politics. Mm. It should be, and it isn't for some reason, it should be enough for you to say, you know what, this isn't right. Yeah. Because a lot of people have the instinct, if you say like, oh, well, so this, you know, our healthcare system's all screwed up, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people have the instinct of saying to you, well, well, then what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do well, what's the answer then? Motherfucker, that's not my job. I don't know. Right. I don't have to know the answer. I, I should be able to just say to you... This doesn't seem right. right. This isn't good the way things are set up. I don't have to, you don't have to have an answer to yeah. have that opinion. Right. And I think that's what turns people off about politics a lot. Like, man, I don't like Trump. He's not a good president. Well, what, what do you want, Hillary? No, I didn't think she was, right. well, you know what right. I mean? Like, oh, well, what, what, a third party then? No. Yeah. Maybe the, well, maybe the presidency doesn't make any sense anymore to even have it or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. But you don't have to have answers right. to have a, a political opinion. Yeah. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off from even expressing their opinion. Because yeah. a lot of people who are political mm-hmm. either think that they have an answer or just for some that. reason trust in someone else's answer. Yeah. But it's like, I think that's silly. Yeah. You know, I can have an opinion on something without having an alternative already figured out before you ask me. Yeah. You know, I mean, thought experiments are fun sometimes, but you don't have to have an answer to have an opinion. That's, right. you know, that, and that's... 
Well, life is trial and error also. I mean, yeah, it's not, sure, sure. you know, we're not going to make all the right decisions. No, no, no one person's going to make, you know, all the right decisions all the time. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, right, right. You know? Yeah, I was, ta- I was talking to somebody the other day about this, about all, like, because there are people who, who would say to you, like, when you say, you know, I think there was a lot right about when Obama was president and now we have Trump, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but he still did drone strikes, blah, 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 blah. You know, well, drone strikes were never higher. Well, they probably had just had better access to drones than they did right. prior to him. Or whatever, but it's like Obama – did uh, you, you hear about when he did that podcast a while back? No. He was on a podcast, okay. which was like right – you know, when he, when he did it, it was like probably peak podcast, mm. more or less. When they were like really hot and like podcasts were, you know, okay. and it's still on the incline, but that's the mm-hmm. point. He went on a popular podcast. So the comedian Mark Marin, well, he's a comedian. He's had a podcast forever. Okay. All kinds of people on there, celebrities. Obama, I guess, reached out and decided it was obvious. You know, it had to be some kind of PR move because mm. why else do it? Sure. Um, but one of the things he said in the interview was like. You know, a lot of people criticize me for stuff I did or didn't do, but you got to understand that, you know, we're, we're sailing a freighter here. You're not turning it 90 degrees. It's not mm-hmm. happening. Right. He goes, if I, in my eight years, if I can turn it two degrees, three degrees. Right. And hope that the person who comes behind me just keeps leaning on that wheel. That's all I can hope for. Yeah. I can't, that's not enough time. Well, at the end of the day, it's a job like anything else. Well, that's the tricky thing about it is that it's like there's so – Joe Rogan talks about it all the time on his podcast. You may have overheard with Joey Plan or something. He's like, so you're responsible for who we go to war with, how the economy's handled, how – like you're responsible for making all these big decisions – what? There's nobody that no. can do that that well. No, I think it's a stupid job. It, it is. It's bananas. <laughs> like it should be. I I think that there's. I don't have an answer, but right. it doesn't seem to make any right. sense anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what what would you do? I don't know. But yeah, I, don't, not I don't know. But it doesn't <laughs> seem to be working. No. So maybe we just try. Maybe we find the people who maybe can figure out an answer. Yeah. But I am unqualified. Right. And that's all I'm willing to say. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. That's 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 funny. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, and you know what? And I found that a lot, too, with, with, you know, the jobs that I've worked is even if I, you know, we go in, especially my old program that was so intensive, but it was only six months. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of it, I think when I first started working there, I, you know, we wanted to make all these life changes and everything. Listen, it's not going to happen. And, you know, finally you, you realize. It's a little arrogant to even think. It's a little arrogant to even think. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's just, it comes from a place of hope in the beginning. Of course. Oh, we're going to be able to, we're going to make such a difference. Having goals is a big deal. Sure. And sometimes you reach those goals and Mm -hmm. some, you know, and sometimes you don't. And I think the thing that I had to realize, well, you know what, even if I just plant a seed, that's good enough. That's good enough for me that a kid who's, you know, I work with them when they're seven, maybe when they're 17, they say, you know what? Someone says something one day and it triggers something or they, they have a memory Well, how of many me. people have you had in your life that have said to you, you know, Lauren, you said to me one time, blah, 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 and you're like, I did? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, nev- that stuck really? with me. Oh, I don't remember saying it, but yeah. that's great. You know, you don't know what, right. what those moments are going to be. And, I, and, and especially if you only know somebody for six months right. and they're a child. Exactly. You know, you know what? That's... Perfect example of this. I I worked with a, with a young girl... Um, uh, it was her and her brother and her two parents, and we were working with her. She was struggling with anxiety, mm-hmm. um, a little just like, you know, defiance with her parents. I mean, As they a teen- had a lot a teenager? of... teenager? 
She was, no, she was probably nine. Oh, okay. Eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, the family was a little, um, they had their own issues, sure. you know, so we were trying to work on that too. So at the end of the six months, I think we felt a little accomplished. Like we gave her some tools to use. Uh, we gave her, uh, we gave the family tools and we just sort of, um, I think we were able to, to change their way of thinking adjust it slightly to um, to understand each other better. Well, you know, cut to, um, you know, it's been, what, maybe three years now, Mm -hmm. and uh, I just read an article randomly on Facebook that this girl's mother died. Mm. And she literally just messaged me on Facebook last night and sent me a private message and just said, "Um, hey, it's, you know, it's me. Um, You know, I just wanted to let you know that... um, you know, my mom passed away, and uh, although it's super hard for me to, to, to process and even deal with, um, you know, I, I remember some of the things that you and your, you know, and your partner taught me, and I'm sort of trying, you know, I'm trying to use it to get, and I'm like, what? Without I mean, you prodding, saying, remember to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing. That's and amazing. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And I didn't even, I haven't even written back yet, because I just, um, I want to like gather my thoughts. Yeah, before, yeah, you know, sure, before sure. I, um, before I write back to her, but little things like that, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's like, wow, I mean, I'm so happy that, that we, I mean, because obviously that's why I went to this field, to try right, to make a difference right. and try to, you know, help people, um, but, you know, you don't always all, know all, if it's all working. You, all you, yeah, all you can do is your best. <laughs> yeah. You can't do any more than you, if you, That's yeah. true, you know, and not every session with them was our best, and, but, you know, but obviously something stuck Yeah. where she even took the time to, to look for me. Yeah, I mean, it's not like yeah. we, we weren't friends on Facebook. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, that's exactly what so I mean. she like looked you up my name. You haven't been around. Yeah. And you still made an impact long term. Yeah. Is, yeah. You, like you said, planted some kind of seed and yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's all I can, I can hope for with any, yeah. with now in my life with anyone mm-hmm. is that you could just plant a seed Yeah. at least. And yeah. then it sort of ends up how it ends up. But exactly. At least you tried. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect place to end this. Okay. One hour exactly. Nice. We just keep nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Every I've somehow throughout everybody ends it with their own little, own, own little perfect ending point. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool how that see. keeps working Boom. out. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> of course. Thanks. Love Jake. you. I love you too. <laughs>